success is an illusion happiness unfounded and subconscious unattended to when you tune in subconscious to the right frequency music of life becomes melodious with notes of success and happiness hi friends this is dr sonal mehta calling you to share sure shot quick read and easy tips in capsule form to train your subconscious mind in achieving your desired outcomes now friends we will start with acknowledgement chapter of this beautiful book see barry long has said acknowledgement is the only way to keep love alive hi friends i would like to acknowledge all those who have helped me in this journey according to barry long acknowledgement is the only way to keep love alive i acknowledge with love and gratitude every soul that has come into my life and has contributed in inspiring illuminating and shaping my soul in the way they felt comfortable and at times universe desired so now a quick forward unless you value yourself you won't have the motivation to exercise get enough sleep eat healthfully and care for yourself so now friends we will start with preface ezra taft benson said some of the greatest battles will be fought within the silent chambers of your mind so now why this book why talk about subconscious mind and training retraining it there must be thousands of book already in print and millions on shelves then why one more allow me to give you a brief background it's been years that i have been thinking about it observing people around me going through personal experiences and experimenting on myself why with similar start and resources some people are successful and make big some manage to maintain little success and others just struggle to make ends meet what happens in between that the journey of life becomes smooth for some and difficult for others i always wondered about the above after more than 25 years of observation and counseling i have written the self help book to share with you my readers what i know practice and advice why this book now pandemic covid-19 has made world look gloomy people are suffering from depression pessimism poor sleep and appetite helplessness and hopelessness although the effect of covid-19 is fading away and milder now as compared to the havoc it created in initial 15 months still the road to mental recovery seems long ahead for example two world wars great economic depression or storms the world faced in the recent past this book will help you alter your brain wiring by just changing your thinking patterns 
case history after case history have proved that the size of success happiness bank accounts and relationship depends on the way one thinks there is a magic in thinking good about self and others eastern philosophies have always preached it the simple steps written in this book for true happiness and success are the proven approaches and universally applicable steps to give life situations not any wild guess or opinion friends that you are holding this book and reading this page itself proves how interested and sincere you are to achieve your desired outcomes being interested in success and working towards it is a wonderful and appreciable quality let's start with the following thought happiness is not something ready made it comes from your own thoughts and actions corresponding to them so now the next part is recommendations to you my dear readers adeline m collins has said maybe this is why we read and why in moments of darkness we return to books to find words for what we already know i'm writing to you this book to share with you the growth enthusiast some simple tips to make your life successful yet peaceful environment and the world as a whole the book incorporates certain hypotheses or assumptions majority of people have about themselves society environment and the world as a whole these are limiting beliefs about self and others restricting to act in a caged way these thoughts or beliefs tend to have a negative effect on you belittling your self image and holding you back on the road to success and happiness life is to be explored each and every moment and at each and every step this book has easy tips and will serve as a guide for you to reflect upon your untapped potentials it will make you experiment question and learn new skills it will challenge your beliefs and will make you introspect them will also help you explore your present boundaries and set new ones you yourself will question what next where next and what else is possible i suggest that you read through the book once in one go then read it slowly again it's a tip your subconscious mind will grasp words that it deemed important without you or your conscious mind recognizing them when you read the book again those important concepts and words will automatically be recalled giving you in-depth understanding which you won't ever forget and whenever required automatically they will pop up and help you make and take right decisions do know that when you implement this age old wisdom my love and my good wishes are there with you and yes i will be eager to know how you felt while reading it initially and then what changes it brought in you and in your life later Now I would like to tell you about my philosophy the way I look at life Dalai Lama says the purpose of our lives is to be happy and my philosophies are live not just breathe T H E here in breathe is talent 
hard work and experience. Concoction of these three guarantees success. My second philosophy, be happy and spread happiness. It should be the common goal of each and every soul, which will make earth a paradise. The third philosophy, every thought, however minuscule, is the building block of our future. Guys, thoughts are energy signals. They are all electrical impulses that can be measured if you had a few wires hooked up between your head and a machine. Although the brain carries just 2% of a person's body weight, it accounts for 20% of body's energy use. Be cautious in building the energy field around you, using energy of your thoughts. Next philosophy we are the creators of our own miseries and diseases. As we attract what we emit, by thinking recklessly, the energy we ooze is negative. So we will attract likes. The next philosophy, forgive all, even self. Forgetting is not possible, but forgiving is. Holding back any resentment, criticism, guilt, are damaging patterns for the wiring of your subconscious mind. Releasing all the resentment will help you build a strong immunity. The next philosophy, love thyself. Self-approval and self-acceptance are the key to success. Learn to love yourself. When you love yourself, life becomes easier and then all your desires will start manifesting. Now we come to the introduction of this beautiful book. Germany Kent said, Learn to master your thoughts and watch closely what you deposited into your spirit. Speak over your life. Living in peace has transformative power. Mind and body are one system. Working of universe is very simple. What we emit through thoughts is returned to us through our body. This is the start of communication between us, me, the social scientist and you, a self-scientist. You must be wondering, what does this mean? Scientists are supposed to be people involved in inventions. People like physicists, chemists and biologists doing technological, chemical and biological inventions, making mean machines, computers, flying machines, aircraft, drugs. I'm talking about medicines, dear, and IVF babies. What does this word social scientist mean? Moami, as social scientists, we don't invent but discover. We discover things which are pre-existing in us and around us. We work on living beings, on human machines, the most complex of all. Still, our conventional science is a nascent state to understand it, leave aside manipulate it or dominate it. Now you will think and ask, what am I as a normal man supposed to know or do if science itself is unable to comprehend human machines? What good is this discovery if it couldn't be understandable by the finest of minds in the world? This is the limiting belief about yourself, that you are not one of the finest minds. So my dear friend, 
Here I will like to tell you that you, only you are the person on this planet who can not only understand but can change the day-to-day working of this human machine. Of the machine that you are concerned with. Of the machine who is responsible towards you. Yes, you guessed it right. I am talking about you, your mind, your subconscious mind and your body. And its very many residents lie. 70 trillion cells that pump blood through 65,000 miles of arteries and veins, exchanging messages at the speed of light with 80 billion neurons, which are the command center of these 70 trillion cells. They regulate hormones, repair cells, digest food, inhale and exhale, excrete the roughage without a single direction from you. If you doubt about you being the finest machine and amazing intelligence, just acknowledge what is happening inside your body right now. And even while you are asleep, your machine, your system works perfectly as every cell, every vein or every artery or each and every neuron work according to them, according to the mandate assigned to them without doubting or without jealousy and competition with their fellow beings. Such evolved are the residents of your colony. Don't you think there is so much inside you? Like the planet Earth, you yourself are the universe in you. According to Hindu Vedas, Yatha Pinde Tatha Brahmande That is, whatever is in the universe is inside this body in you. Then why? Why we don't take charge of our universe and are interested or not interested in the things outside our universe? As we have not been trained about it. Leave aside being trained, we are not even talked about it. We are living a mechanical life like those non-living machines without even acknowledging our amazing system. This book will work on the awareness inside you about yourself. And being the social scientist, it will help you the self-scientist get to know certain rules and procedures to alter a little bit your belief system, your brain wiring to suit you better. See, we have started with altering one limited belief about yourself of not being the finest one. You yourself is the self-scientist. Now what you have to do is to prove it, not to others, but to yourself. As a man is a social animal, he or she has certain values, responsibilities, commitments towards the society. Accomplishment or non-accomplishment of these actions results in change in the brain wiring. Remember, it is the control center. And this, about the person's thought process, belief system and triggers, various emotions like satisfaction, happiness, stress, anxiety, frustration, superiority, depression, etc. The origination of such feelings is in our subconscious mind. We will get to know in this book how to manage these feelings as per our desires. What should be the manual? 
Here comes the role of a social scientist. In the subsequent chapters, we will be dealing how to overpower negative feelings from the positive ones of success, happiness, personal development, creative visualization, yoga and pranayama, exercises, social behaviors, affirmations and meditations. Going through the content seriously will ensure your lifetime subscription of success. So follow it religiously and see a sea change in your attitude. So let's begin the happy reading. First we will know about stress, the feeling not happily accepted by our system. Then in the next part we will talk about success and happiness. About what our system desires for the details about the two squarely opposite systems and the meanings definitions causes myths call for action and ways associated with them after this we will know about subconscious mind the controlled command center of such feelings of stress and success we will discuss about how it can be programmed as per our desires If you realized how powerful your thoughts are, you would never think a negative thought. Now we come to our first chapter about stress. The greatest weapon against stress is our ability to choose one thought over other. Said by William James. Congratulations. You are alive. If you have stress it means you have life that is why the strain guitar strings while at rest are of no use the moment they are strained music flows same is with us humans for us strain means mental stress here this stress gives us desire to achieve no work means no stress which means being stationary that is equivalent to death even animals work to feed themselves to protect themselves from natural rot and higher order animals so in the broader prospect stress is good the onus lies on us the humans to manage stress levels so that they don't affect our mind and body negatively even if little amount of excessive strain more than its bearing capacity is applied wires of guitar break similar is the case with humans but good thing there is that our stress levels have elasticity so it is advisable to enhance your stress bearing capacity at a day to day level and also learn to manage stress constructively So it is advisable to enhance your stress bearing capacity at a day to day level and also learn to manage stress constructively. Stress should be like spice sprinkled on the main dish which is life to give life a flavor but not make the complete dish distasteful. Stress is an inevitable part of life. If left unmanaged it can lead to anxiety mood swings negativity depression and decrease in productivity worry never robs tomorrow of its sorrow it only saps 
today of its joy as said by leo f buscaglia what happens when we are in stress when a body detects stress the hypothalamus reacts by stimulating the body to produce adrenaline and cortisol these two hormones are released by adrenal glands located at the top of each kidney adrenaline increases the heart rate elevates blood pressure and boosts energy supplies whereas cortisol the primary stress hormone increases sugar glucose in the blood stream working together they force blood to pump harder and faster as a person confront and resolve the immediate threat if a person's entire life is of high stress and is always in high gear its body will constantly pump out cortisol cortisol is released in response to the events and circumstances such as waking up in the morning exercising and acute stress it is an important hormone as body itself is releasing it naturally but our unmanaged activities produce excessive cortisol hormones which generates high level stress hallmark signs of increased cortisol are a fatty hump between the shoulder a rounded face and pink or purple stretch marks on skin this can also result in high blood pressure bone loss and at times even type 2 diseases your system enters the fight or flight mode to protect itself either you fight the threat or flee but at times also freezes that is have no clue what to do next if a lion comes suddenly in front of a person there are three possibilities if the person has a weapon and provided he has mastery over it he will fight if he is an athlete and has confidence over his skills he will flee these two states need presence of mind as well if none of the above is possible the person will freeze now it's the decision of the lion whether to tear him apart or to leave him according to hans selier it's not stress that kills us it's a reaction to it now we will talk about some common symptoms associated with stress and how to identify if a person is suffering from stress physical symptoms nausea headache trembling's chest pain high blood pressure racing heart difficulty in sleeping eating too much or too little digestive problems fatigue raised blood sugar and high cholesterol levels increased breathing muscle stiffness ache chronic pain changes in libido mental symptoms hard to concentrate or remember things confusion indecisiveness and decrease in attention span emotional symptoms frustration anger tension anxiety depression worry becoming easily irritable lack of patience overwhelmed and fearful there are some behavioral symptoms as well nervous habits like nail biting hand cleaning increased eating smoking or drinking being physically or verbally abusive to either self or to others 
avoiding others and inability to enjoy company of other people if stress is interfering in one's daily life it is time to take a look at why stress happens and how to manage it stress is just like any other habit that one can make or break as you have already made it and as you have already made it and nurtured it knowingly or unknowingly it is time to break it now only if you are prepared to look carefully at your life and ready to take control of it then only you can break it be with those who bring out the best in you not the stress in you there are some stress causes as well first we will talk about the external factors physical noise bright or flashing lights temperature confined to open space pollution height etc then there are due to some social interactions with rude or angry people uncomfortable relations with people those who are in powerful position as compared to you then events like change of job set but uncomfortable rules and regulations loss of a loved one change in mental status birth of a child new college or career grades past trauma future fear change of perceived comfort level you are comfortable with these are some of the external factors now we will talk about the internal factors lifestyle factors such as poor sleep habits unhealthy diet smoking excessive caffeine excessive alcohol intake drugs intake withdrawal symptoms the other type of internal factors are like negative self image unrealistic expectations with self negative self talk pessimistic outlook towards life adaptability is also one of the internal factors it is unwilling to change or compromise taking criticism personally as the saying goes dead and foolish never change their ideas it is advisable to note down and keep a journal of negative thoughts which occupy your mind throughout the day have you noticed any pattern here can you plan to deal with the stresses you can control and for those stress that are out of your control try let them go do not try to control or think about them remember you may not be able to control things around yourself but you can definitely control your response towards it response not react should be your mantra towards any type of situation this strategy will control your stress to a manageable level now we will talk about some steps taken in day to day life that can limit stress levels limit your interaction with people or places that causes negative stress set healthy boundaries by learning to say no as at times we go beyond our limits pleasing others and expect them to reciprocate which is not always possible and this is one of the major reasons of stress if the stress is significant and there is no way to escape from it or reduce it 
बेटर कॉल क्विट्स वेदर इन प्रोफेशन और इन रिलेशनशिप मिस्टर अमित रे हैज सेड इफ यू वॉन्ट टू कॉन्कर द एंगजाइटी ऑफ लाइफ लिव इन द मोमेंट लिव इन द ब्रेथ Now there are some stress busters we will be talking about. Physical workout, it's a great stress reliever. People who are physically active on regular basis have lower stress levels than those who do not work out. Even small amount of any type of physical exercise can relieve stress momentarily and if done regularly, physical activity becomes a habit. And then There is regular release and increase of the secretion of many feel good hormones. Exercises are also a good way to reset one's brain so that one can think more clearly and can become more focused. Physical workouts can be in the form of walking, yoga, gym exercise, any form of athletic activity, playing any sports. doing any form of martial arts cycling rowing even gardening and likes physical activity combined with pleasant company is like the added bonus success is an achievement but happiness is the only achievement now we will discuss about the inseparable soulmates happiness and success for what every human being strives for in his complete life span starting from 1 year of age from when it starts understanding his environment and surroundings to just a moment before the final goodbye in between all over the years months days and seconds one just aspires for happiness and success in initial and final years one finds happiness in trivial things like playing with toy of choice and having food of choice with loved ones respectively this is what one desires of course in between years that is from formal education years till retirement years achieving success becomes equivalent to happiness here success is comparable to happiness according to common understanding one is said to be happy only when one is successful hold on the trail is still there Now success has some attributes which are mandatory without which success is said to be incomplete Those attributes which defines and decides whether a person is successful or not are money appreciation professional growth true love and relationships appearance Let's evaluate these attributes of success which are often parallel to happiness We will be talking about the first attribute of success. Julia Peralta has said, "No professional growth justifies sacrificing who you are." A research was done for 15 years on students of reputed Yale University about correlation between success and happiness. The derivatives of the research are as under in approximation During the course of time of the graduation almost all students have the same opinion about happiness that is they will be happy if either they get their dream job in a dream company a dream package or become an entrepreneur 
owing a company be a promising star in the eyes of banks to avail easy and zero interest loans or own a unicorn startup company at least immediately after they get graduated almost all were able to achieve what they had dreamt of sooner or later than 3 years from their graduating but were not happy still as most of them felt suffocated in their present situation and aspired either growth or change and for this aspired change in situation they worked more ignoring the capacity and body took more loans and were deep drowned in debt as seen in similar cases all these eventually led to development of lifestyle diseases like stress diabetes blood pressure etc to curb this they took medicines to have immediate effect ignoring what side effects these medicines will have on their body more and less mole medicines all the more illness then again higher doses of medicines the loop goes on and on and on they get trapped in a web from where they can't move even if wanted to then steps in anxiety and depression now we will talk about the second attribute of success that is money every day is our bank account and time is our currency no one is rich and no one is poor we have got 24 hours each isn't it very nicely put by christopher rice now we'll talk about money second derivative and the most sought after thing on this planet is currency money gives power gives resources to get what you want it gives freedom of choices it's a powerful tool to control in fact it appears like a magic wand which can mend any and everything in your life but is it so researchers show that per capita income and purchasing power of people has become doubled since last century whereas happiness index has gone down it was 7.5 in 1940s and is now 6.8 as of 2019 index latest data of 2020 and 2021 is not taken into account because of influencing factor covid-19 this clearly marks the fall of happiness levels in individuals money and happiness are directly proportional or are positively correlated only until survival needs are fulfilled money and happiness are directly proportional or are positively correlated only until survival needs are fulfilled till daily requirement of food shelter and clothing are met one is happy with that much flow of money the moment the psychological barrier is crossed money becomes liability from being lottery america is the richest country in the world yet americans are the highest consumers of antidepressants whereas bhutan a not so rich country is much higher on happiness index then there are very many examples of rich and famous committing suicide i don't say that earning money is not good or it's wise it's a blessing if managed properly or become a curse 
if not handled properly. Money comes with a psychological situation called expectancy reset. Present expectancy for money depends on present income. Researches show that this expectancy reset is about 2 to 2.5 times the present income. For example, if a person is earning 1 lakh per month, his expected income will be 2 to 2.5 lakhs. Whereas, a person earning 2 lakhs will yearn for 5 lakh per annum and so on. Setting target about money is like striving to reach horizon arc which one can never touch as it's an illusion. Whatever the effort one takes, money thus dilutes happiness and both should never be correlated. So now our next attribute of success is luxurious lifestyle. Greatest luxury is being free. One more misconception about happiness is that it is related to luxury and leisure. If we have that, then we will happy. If I have a big house with lawn, a big car, great interiors and seven-star vacation in a far-off land or island, I will be happy. But is it really so? Studies and researches show that the happiness index is less during present times as compared to old times. Life is far more comfortable and luxurious now than before. We own all that which were not available to even kings before. We have thermostat, air conditioner and heaters to maintain temperature, luxurious cars and aircraft to take us to distant places. We can talk to and see our loved ones sitting in far-off lands at more than thousands of kilometers distance. Appliances that have made life a hell lot easy. But are we happy? Materialistic attitude has in fact reduced our happiness. Luxurious items give happiness for limited time. For example, if one buys a million grand watch, happiness will be on next level. Sure, but for how long? Three months, four months or maybe six months. What after then? Same old state. Now desire to surpass the previous achievement deepens which creates stress. Is it happiness then? Let's take example of television. Before TV, people and kids were much more social. They went out to play and meet others. Then TV happened. Initially, it was for few hours a day and that too for information. Then few hours of entertainment was added to information time. After that, 24 hours of infotainment started. Till now it was one channel, then multiple channels on every different topic on earth and now OTT platform happened, which developed habit of binge watching. So many disorders, mental as well physical ones are being diagnosed due to this binge watching thing. It is just the tip of the iceberg. Researchers are working on it, but it takes years to establish a fact. Remember Yale University research? But until then, it would be too late if we do not wake up now. All luxurious things and events give momentary spike, not permanent happiness. It's like a chemical drug, which induces happiness 
trance and after that person is left sulking but then why we all yearn for it because we are alive we need to speak it out to others and self that we matter it's a deep thing this hallucination is compulsory for life but like all other things regulated in hindi a beautiful proverb ati sarvatra varjayet now we will talk about the other attribute of success that is relationship a good relationship is when someone accepts your past supports your present and encourages your future whole life we are in search of that perfect relation but are we the perfect relation to someone or even try to be one this word perfection is a farce it gives rise to rumination possessiveness narcissism and then hurt is anything in us similar you have some 330 billion new cells per day replacing the old ones in less than 100 days you are new you if you yourself is not similar to what you were before how can you expect others to be they also change as you do it's not possible for anyone to be like you share your thought process and ideologies as every human being is an individual universe with its own pace of folding and unfolding of events no two people are similar or comparable not even kids of same parents of same gene origin so looking after a perfect one is an illusion the only key word here for happiness is adjustment for coexistence but remember this adjustment should be up to a level that it doesn't affect your health heart and mind your awareness should be of that level remember the story of the frog in a well frog was completely okay with the gradual warming of water adjusted himself to the rising warmness then one fine moment he was burned to death as he couldn't realize how much heat his body can bear his mind capacity was large enough to adjust with the changing temperature but body had limitations so always be aware of your endurance levels and call it quit when you feel so no point in carrying the toxic relationship any further it will just cause pain and unhappiness now we will talk about one more attribute of success that is appearance a beautiful appearance will start a few decades but a beautiful personality will continue even after the lifetime so well said no so is having a perfect golden ratio 1.618 of face and toned body a characteristic of happiness madhubala and marlin munro must have been the happiest then we know that it's not the case looking good feels good and gives you some importance in the society but it's not all having six or eight pack abs a toned body or a perfect beautiful face are not the required factors for happiness up to particular age this will work well then what after that it's all time bound 
it needs much more to be happy than these simple materialistic things even fame is not a factor for happiness as michael jackson the most famous personality of his times died of depression sensory pleasures like fat paid check luxurious lifestyle relations face and body should be used for sensory gratification and not as factors responsible for happiness as all these are impermanent like buying a mansion of choice gives momentary happiness as we all know that there are many geriatric couples and individuals who are staying alone in these mansions with physical and mental problems waiting for the final call all this gives happiness for some time then fade away leaving the person gloomy here happiness quotient is unstable hubristic pride that is excessive pride or arrogance which leads a person to believe that they may not hubristic pride that is excessive pride or arrogance which leads a person to believe that they may do no wrong is a false indicator of happiness happiness achieved through above mentioned attributes at a particular time is shortly lived after discussing about attributes of success we now come to killers of happiness it is so rightly said na a sword is never a killer it is a tool in the killer's hand so now the killers of happiness are chasing superiority we all have psychological need to be superior that is why materialism people like narayan murthy are process driven not material driven they are passionate for their work does work honestly and raise the standards high not that they want some material gains they work for excellence not for creating status symbols so have natural genuine and long lived superiority don't evaluate your worth with these materialistic things as the moment they are not achieved or are lost after some time your self confidence will be stooped low this is why students commit suicide after not getting desired results men and women in failed or difficult relationships take their lives and big shot businessmen unceremoniously die unable to bear heavy losses there are ample of examples of it my friends base your self worth on skills you have your talents what you are from inside your will power to sail through difficult situations your self discipline focus patience persistency and resilience power these are the assets of an individual these are the things to feel proud of but they are not materialistic things one more killer of happiness is social comparison from superiority comes comparison and this comparison within time is turned into jealousy we are not jealous of ambani's adani's or tata's don't even dream of being in their places or compete with them but yes we compare or compete 
and are jealous of our relatives, neighbors, friends, work associates, etc. We are jealous with the people who matter to us. We want the bigger TV or the better car than they have. Our financial status requirements, available house or even a recently purchased similar but lower cost car doesn't matter at all. All we want is to surpass what they have. Now the other killer of happiness is neutralization of desire. We get adapted to the material possession in due course of time. A child who cried for hours to have that particular toy after playing with it for some time gets bored of it and then want a new toy, a better one. Similar is the case with us. From a two-wheeler to a hatchback to sedan to SUV to expensive SUVs and so on. The desire gets shifted to a higher plane every time. Some item is procured or is achieved or we get complacent to the given events, its kick gets neutralized. This is called neutralization of desires. We get adapted to what we have and now want something else, something better. One more killer of happiness is becoming self-centered. We go to any limit to fulfill these desires, to show our superiority to people who matter to us. And then one becomes lonely. When we show our superiority once or twice, it is taken sportingly. But in due course of time, it becomes our habit and make people drift away from us. We try to console ourselves that it is segregation under process. And in the end, we will have like-minded people around us. Such people around us are for a particular time period. They are the ones who temporarily come in contact due to either our profession or our social status and with change in life situations are left behind. Finally, we are left alone in solitude. As the ones who were permanent are family and friends the people who were with us when we were growing have already been left behind by us due to our I am superior attitude. They are either standing there on our road to success where we left them behind or are pushed to edges by time. What we have to do is just go back to them. But this trailing back is so difficult for most of us. I would like to share a story. There was an old lady and she was very poor. She found her sari torn. She started stitching it halfway though she dropped the needle. She started searching for the needle. She could not get the needle even after searching everywhere. There came a young guy and offered her help. The lady was much pleased. The guy started searching and could not find the needle and was much sure that there was no needle at all. He asked the old lady as to where she had dropped the needle. She said that she dropped it in the hutment. In the hutment, the guy was surprised and asked why was she searching for the needle in the street. 
when she had dropped it in the hut she answered that she was very poor lady and she didn't have light in her hut and since there is a bright light in the street she was searching for the needle in the street we are like that old lady the happiness is inside us but we are searching for happiness outside now we come to attributes of real happiness friends there is no path to happiness happiness is the path if money luxury relationships are not the factors of happiness then what is happiness where is happiness following are the traits to acquire happiness and these doesn't kill happiness eventually and make it ever lasting first is genuine pride genuine pride is different from being proud of having feeling of superiority it is the feeling of achievement by working on self universe it is realized through self improvement and knowledge skill talent and feeling of growth person feels happy than was before it is to be practiced every day every moment as upgradation is an ongoing process then be connected with what you do whatever is your mode for accomplishment of genuine pride like meditating helping others making others happy even writing exercising etc all actions should be performed in complete connection being in zen mode then living in abundance is also an attribute of real happiness never ever have any negative feeling for anybody feeling of false pride jealousy etc are all impediments in the road to happiness there is enough for everyone in the universe share whatever you have with the fellow beings may it be knowledge or materialistic things happiness is contagious other attribute of real happiness is gratitude gratitude is a celebration we all are invited to so rightly put by cleovet it is the most important factor of happiness researches show that people who practice gratitude in their day to day life have high happiness and immunity levels being thankful to one and all increase happiness levels which eventually leads to healthy and fulfilled life gratitude is to be practiced at both levels for self and for others whatever you have or for what you feel you should be grateful to the higher consciousness for it expressing gratitude for others is to be practiced in letter and spirit it shouldn't be just felt but should be expressed too be grateful to the air you breathe the water you drink and the food you eat and all the stakeholders involved in the food receiving process direct from procurement of seeds leveling the ground the microbes involved in making soil fertile to each and every person involved in the process till this food reaches your body then be grateful to the organs 
which extract required things from the food, convert it into nutrients, which are eventually absorbed by the body and excess amount of roughage, past keeping the body lighter. Be grateful to Mother Earth for allowing you to walk on her. Show your gratitude towards your parents for giving you this life. Gratitude to each and every living and non-living thing for supporting you directly and indirectly. Laughter is contagious. It spreads like fire between like-minded people. Quality jokes on social media go viral in no time. Also, yawning is contagious. Similarly, gratitude is also contagious. When you express it towards the other person, its genuineness will make the person feel good and he or she spread it to others to be forwarded further. Thus, a fission chain reaction. When you count your blessings, then this state automatically happens. Universe doesn't understand any language. It operates through energy and vibrations. Every mass has its own energy field around. Take example of magnet, as it has one of the strongest energy fields. Magnet has affinity towards iron. Whenever two come in contact, there is a natural pull towards them depending upon the strength of magnetic field. Similarly, Earth has gravitational field around. Whatever comes in contact with this field is pulled towards it again, depending on the placement of the field at a particular distance. Same is the case with our body. Our body is made of atoms, electrons, protons, neutrons, photons, molecules. We have our own energy field, also known as biofield or aura around us. We connect and communicate with universe, with our biofield. What we attract or receive from universe, it depends upon the quality of our biofield. Our aura is made of our thoughts emotions, feelings and energy generated by their vibrations. Every thought or action is vibration of certain kind with a particular frequency attached to it. When you are grateful, you become a receiving center of what you are grateful for. And when you crib or complain, you become receiving center of things you resist. As universe doesn't understand language. It understands energy and vibrations. Similar types of energy is attracted according to what is emitted. We are like transmitters, receiving and transmitting signals. When we express gratitude, we receive similar things in life. Have synchronization in your thoughts, deeds and actions. Feel it in your heart with passion. Express it through tongue and vibrate through your mind. Then you become receiving center of what you are passionate for. If you are thankful for knowledge, money, relationships, leisure, power around you, universe recognizes it as center and starts sending things that you choose to put your time and energy in. Gratitude also improves health. 
boosts immunity, activates youth in us. Gratitude also improves health, boosts immunity and activates youth in us. You can either be receiving center or complaining center. Choice is yours. You will be thinking that how can we acquire the required trails mentioned above to stay in happiness, enjoy bliss. Well, all this is explained in the subsequent chapter, Subconscious Mind. Now, we will come to our final and most important chapter, Subconscious Mind. If you realize how powerful your thoughts are, you would never think a negative thought. First, let us know about the different meanings of subconscious mind. 1. Describing mental processes of which a person is not aware. 2. Denoting that part of mind that includes memories, motives and intentions that are momentarily not present in consciousness but can more or less readily be recalled to awareness. In common lingo, we can say that subconscious mind is a data bank for everything. It is a backup memory of your conscious mind. It stores your beliefs, your past experiences, your memories, your skills. Everything you have seen, done or thought is in here. People in some Asian countries believe it stores past life experiences too. Subconscious mind is the powerful secondary system that runs everything in your life. Learning the art of right communication between the conscious and subconscious mind is a powerful tool on the way to success, happiness and riches. Subconscious mind is a guidance system as it constantly monitors the information coming from the senses for threat and opportunities and guide conscious mind to take respective action. It is the control system also as it has immense power in controlling your life experiences from the type of food you eat to actions you take in each and every walk of life. From the level of income you earn and how you react to stressful situations. Mind is defined as conglomeration of thoughts which responds to the input through sense organs. Any and every thought is generated here and repeated thoughts become emotions. A potent thought becomes powerful and intense. It doesn't remain only at the brain level, but it goes deep down triggering the hypothalamus and the pituitary gland. Therefore, the emotion is nothing but a powerful thought, an intensified thought. Emotions are characterized by feelings such as likes and dislikes, love or hatred, backed by the heavy I, the ego. It is this emotion that is the root cause of all human joy and distress. When the emotions become powerful, they start governing our actions against what is right. This going against cosmic laws leads to stress. Every bit of your actions and inactions is guided by your subconscious beliefs and interpretations. In short, your subconscious mind is like the autopilot feature on an aircraft. It has been programmed to follow a specific route 
and you can't deviate from that route unless you change the directions programmed into it first. What is subconscious mind? Your subconscious mind is the part of your mind that operates below your normal level of waking consciousness. At present, you are primarily using your conscious mind to read these words and absorb their meaning. But underneath that mental focus, your subconscious mind is a working back office, absorbing or rejecting information based on an existing perception you have of the world around you. This existing perception began framing when you were an infant. Subconscious mind is like a sponge which soaks in information with every experience. When you were young, your mind was like a clean slate, blank, nothing written, as there were no pre-existing beliefs to contradict what it perceived. It simply accepted all the information that you have received during early childhood. This includes the limiting beliefs like you can't do it, you shouldn't do it, you are not mature enough, your family or others are not to be blamed for installing these negative beliefs as they did what was relevant to them, what they have grown up with. But your subconscious mind being a clean slate accepted it as it is without reasons as it could comprehend only that much then. Comprehend But your subconscious mind being a clean slate accepted it as it is without reasons as it could comprehend only that much then. You can probably now see why this becomes a problem later in life. Every time when someone called you stupid, worthless, low, lazy or worse, your subconscious mind just stored the information away for the future reference. Brain research over the past two decades tells us that there are more neural connections in a six-year-old brain than of an adolescent or an adult. By the time you were seven or eight years old, you already had a solid foundation of belief based on all that programming from people in your life. What you have watched, TV shows or plays and other environmental and surrounding influences. Now we will know about the overall effect of past programming. Being an adult, if you think that you can simply discard the hurtful or untrue messages that you absorbed during early stages of your life, but it's not that simple. Let's understand this through the story. Rambo was a farmer in the outskirts of Helensky capital of Finland, living a normal life. He had a son named Jack who was not interested in working in the fields or going to formal school. Instead, loved to draw images of sky, nature's vast fields, animals, birds, trees, in fact, everything which his eyes could see on every flat surface he found and with every object that can leave impression. Rambo was always angry with Jack and used to scold him on this by frequently using words like stupid, idiot, failure and good for nothing, etc. Although Jack was his son and Rambo loved him more than he loved himself, 
and was also concerned about his life but his ways of showing concern were typical and as jack couldn't correspond to them thus he chose to be by himself he didn't like to mingle with others and became lonely eventually ryan son of a rich farmer who was studying in a hostel came to the village jack and ryan had been friends during early childhood so they both gelled quickly when ryan saw drawings of jack he was amazed and praised jack jack with his limiting belief about self couldn't understand it and thought that ryan was being falsely generous just to soothe sulking jack Ryan left for his hostel and became a big businessman in due course of time. After when he returned to village he saw Jack in a poor state. Rambo was no more and there was not enough yield from the field to sustain Jack and his family. Ryan felt sorry at this but didn't say anything. Ryan inquired about his drawings Jack said. Upon Ryan's insistence he drew again and gave some other previous work of his as a gift to ryan as those paintings were of no use to him ryan on return arranged an exhibition of jack's work and almost every piece was sold and that too with applauds ryan again made a trip to village and presented a check of 30000 dollars to jack while narrating the source of money jack had tears in his eyes and couldn't believe that what he thought was simple scribble could fetch that amount an amount which surpassed his annual income from fields manifold eventually he was convinced that he could earn from his hobby too now when he started painting again and that too without guilt he became a happy man and was more open to new ideas of which affected his work too the yield was bumper the coming season and of course His passion of drawing and painting gave him name and fame along with money. Now tell me what was holding Jack? It was his limiting belief about himself that he was good for nothing. The guilt he had in him about not being an efficient agriculturist which was unintentionally planted by his own father. And this resulted in his poor performance in all walks of life. just a little change in this belief made him successful now we will know about effects of past programming on the present in the past story we have seen that the limiting belief about self had abstained jack for realizing and later acknowledging his talent this limiting belief was instilled by his father in him of being good for nothing which accompanied him till major part of his life remember that all of this information is stored below our level of conscious awareness the only time you become aware of it is when it limits your progress in creating a balanced successful and productive life your beliefs are constant in conflict with your desires you desire to have a perfect body but think you can't you desire to live in a mansion but think it is not possible you desire to have perfect relationship with that chosen one but are too shy to take that first step all this is because of those old program messages that conflict with the new conditions you want to create
Now we will know that the programming is still on. Before we discover how to reprogram your subconscious, it's important to know that its programming still continues to play to this day. For every experience you have, you draw certain conclusion and store the messages for future reference. Now, let's discuss it using situations. Situation 1. What kind of message do you think you would get if you were rejected by someone you cared for? Your subconscious mind will promptly go hunting through your memories and find other examples of rejection like that time when your best friend preferred teacher's pet student over you. Your subconscious mind will draw the conclusion that you are somehow unworthy or unlovable and deserve to be rejected. Situation 2. If you have an experience that conflicts with an already established belief, your subconscious mind will either reject it or reframe it so that it goes along your existing view of reality. Like in computer when it asks about similar files whether to keep or discard. If you have an underlying belief that you are unattractive and an attractive person expresses interest in you most likely you will think that you are visualizing things you might also think that it must be a joke or a cruel trick or you might think he or she might be trying to manipulate you for some vicious interest of theirs you won't believe that this person could find you attractive because you already believe that you are unattractive beneath the surface of your conscious awareness your unconscious mind will be screaming stop beware of the trap this person is way too attractive to be interested in me something isn't right here then you will reject the person before they can reject you or do something to sabotage what could have been a great relationship Same thing happens when you try to achieve your goals. Your subconscious mind repeatedly tells you about its shortcomings, future problems and about your incapability to achieve. Reminding all previous instances like when you couldn't do well in grades, your best friend dumping you, father cursing you, etc. All such feelings and memories come to surface and eventually you start believing that you aren't capable of being successful so you come to expect and imagine failure and end up doing that over and over again there are many other situations where subconscious mind can limit you but reprogramming is simple if you know how now we will know how to reprogram our subconscious mind Eventually you will stop calling them coincidences and realize how powerful you are. There are many ways to alter or override the limiting or damaging messages that are stored in your subconscious mind. Some of them are discussed now. We will first talk about the environmental influences on a human. Man is known by the company he keeps. Have you ever considered the effect of your environment on your subconscious mind? Whatever is happening around us is being absorbed by our mind. 
Remember, mind is like a sponge. Our subconscious mind is constantly absorbing information and drawing conclusions and forming beliefs based on that information. If your daily environment is filled with negativity and strife, watch for the message your mind is absorbing. You should immediately limit the negativity you are exposed to. So there are some tips like avoid watching the news, reading newspapers, unless you absolutely must and avoid spending too much time with toxic people. If you simply can't avoid them like family members, then close yourself to their offerings and create a bubble around yourself to protect your energy field or aura. There are experts who can teach you how to do that. Instead, seek out positive information to read and watch like self-help books and spend most of your time with positive and successful people. Over the time, you'll find that more encouraging messages are being absorbed into your mind, which will gradually alter the way you see your potential and yourself. Then there is little talk about visualization. Dennis Waitley has nicely put, when you visualize, then only you materialize. It's a very powerful tool to program our mind with positive empowering images as your subconscious mind responds well to pictures. Try spending 10 to 12 minutes every day visualizing positive scenes that feature you and your life experience. Vision Board can help with these. Following are some fields you want to visualize. Lots of money, wealth and career of choice, fame and popularity, health and fitness, exotic vacations and amazing lifestyle, fulfilling relationships, freedom of time, contribution and influence on society, living with passion and purpose, spiritual evolution. Your life can be a masterpiece. Just take care in outlining and coloring it. As you visualize this consistently, negative past experiences gradually fades away, giving way to bright, colorful, new you. To boost the power of visualization even further, be sure to emit strong positive emotions while you picture your wonderful life in your mind. Allow feelings of love, joy, peace and gratitude to flow as if you were truly having these experiences. Your mind being the sponge will absorb all messages as if they are real. This is the beauty of visualization. Develop the power to bypass limiting messages and focus on positive pleasing images which are being stored into your subconscious mind to be replayed later. Now a short monologue about the personal development. Life is growth. If we stop growing technically and spiritually, we are as good as dead. Remember, if you are not growing, you are dying. This may sound extreme, but think about it. If a plant isn't growing every day even by a minuscule measurement, what's happening to it? 
imagine your school days the feeling you had when you showed your homework to your teacher and she appreciated it a star given on your handwriting a plus grade in exam a pat on your back by your mother a glance of appreciation by father there are so many incidences which will make you feel good and happy this happiness was in form of appreciation by people who mattered to you in response of the work done by you which you did either for the first time or were unexpected from you come to the present are you getting appreciation from people who matter to you not really because you are not doing anything new to develop yourself personal development is you becoming a better version of yourself learning about who you are what your values and beliefs are and how you can become a better person now we will discuss about some personal development tools reflection and journaling reflect on your day to day action reaction behavior and thoughts and keep writing it like a diary entry you need to be systematic here otherwise how will you know how you are progressing and how you did if you don't take time out to assess it writing things down will help you a lot because you can go back and see your progress then educate yourself because knowledge is power the more you learn the more power you give yourself to progress at a faster rate you can educate yourself by learning from the experts and by learning from the experiences of other people one can keep learning whole of one's life and still it won't be ever enough key to success is keep educating yourself be honest with yourself the more honest you are with yourself the more chance you are giving yourself to grow and progress and become a better version of yourself be your own critic by being truthful about your weaknesses you will be able to pinpoint the things that you need to work upon the more you ponder the more it will be easier to find out the answer and design strategy on how to do it don't compare your journey with others every human is unique having unique personality and career traits a unique upbringing and unique experiences you are human you are unique don't compare yourself with others and feel jealous and belittle yourself you can always learn from others experiences and see what elements can be used in your journey getting inspiration from others you might see other person's growth desirable but cannot assess as no one can assess what one has gone through comparing with others will hamper your progress because then you are in scarcity mindset then rather on a growth path and universe gives you what you ask for may it be scarcity then for that matter so be focused on your own growth rather on others taking inspiration is okay 
you never know that someone else might be looking upon you aspiring to be you one more attribute to deprogram your subconscious mind is affirmations positive affirmations are powerful tools as helping in keeping your behavior more easily aligned with what you want to feel and achieve in life they are used to reprogram your subconscious mind to encourage you to believe certain things about yourself about the world and your place in it positive affirmations are statements that you repeat to yourself in the present tense about the situation or feeling that you wish to influence in your life these statements help you visualize how you want things around you and your brain responds by aligning your behavior more closely to those outcomes according to walter e jacobson md our subconscious mind plays a major role in the actualization of our life and in the manifestation of our desires what we believe about ourselves at the subconscious level he says can have a significant impact on the outcomes of our life events at the simplest level when you feel good about yourself and have positive attitude your life tends to run smoothly proponents of the law of attraction refers to this as raising your vibrations when your vibration is aligned towards the required outcome you draw financial abundance love and health towards you on the other hand when you feel incompetency or bad about yourself and have negative attitude you tend to engage in self defeating behaviors which may cause negative outcomes like financial crunch relationship issues and illness formula for writing effective affirmations choose one or two affirmations at a time that reflect a feeling outcome or change you wish to experience for getting maximum effect write that feeling in first person begin it with i or i am as they are identity statements these identity statements are powerful motivators for self change example i am a loving and compassionate person i love to exercise affirmations are written in the positive example i feel happy as i work hard and succeed affirmations should be emotionally charged as we have deep association between words and somatic experiences so instead of saying i spend time with my aging parents try saying i feel such love and gratitude spending time with my father and mother affirmations should be written in present tense write affirmations as if they are already happening i am happy and confident i am successful i am sexy and attractive as opposed to when i lose at least 5 kg i will be sexy and attractive this is the step that causes most people to falter as they feel silly or shy to write something that they actually do not have or yet believe so at least at a conscious level true but remember the purpose behind affirmations is to rewrite your subconscious mind 
If you believe that you want a certain way, you will. Your subconscious mind will figure out a way to make it work what you believe. Write your affirmations on paper. As if you are storing the information about your aim at a location which is easily accessible or reviewable. Another deeper phenomenon happening is that it is encoding in brain. Brain is a place where events are analyzed, decisions are made about what should get stored in a long-term memory and what is to be discarded. Writing improves that encoding process. Neuropsychologists have identified that at first, you generate the goal via affirmations, by creating a picture in your mind, and then when you write down, you are regenerating that image. It's a double whammy. Students taking notes in class perform better than those who don't take notes. Writing things down doesn't just help to remember, but it makes your mind more efficient by helping you focus on the truly important stuff. And your goals are truly important. Then, repeat the affirmation several times a day. More importantly, just before you sleep and immediately after you wake up. Breathe deeply few times to clear your mind before doing positive affirmations. Some examples of positive affirmations for life situations. Affirmations for love and relationships are as follows. My healthy relationship is important to me and I nurture it every day. My relationship is filled with romance. My relationship is strong and warming. My relationship is based on love, trust and affection. I communicate well with my partner who understands and responds to my feelings. Affirmations for health and healing. My body has everything it needs to heal and stay healthy. My body tells me what it needs and I provide that easily. Each part of body works perfectly and knows what to do. I love myself and my perfect body. Affirmations for money I am a money magnet. I naturally attract good fortune. Money helps change the world for the better. I am richly blessed with divine favor. Now some affirmations for happiness and success. I am worthy of success. I am creating positive change in the world. I am creating the life I truly desire. I stay healthy. I stay happy and spread happiness. Now we come to the last of the attribute of training or reprogramming our subconscious mind. That is meditation. Friends, starting to meditate is as simple as closing your eyes. Meditation is to sit in silence, focusing on a particular thought, object or breath. It is the practice of purposely bringing your attention in the present moment without evaluating it. Meditation is called by different names like mindfulness, Zen, 
or vipassana meditation researchers have shown that meditation reduces stress anxiety depression addiction etc as a regular practice of meditation increases levels of feel good chemicals like endorphins and serotonin thus increasing your capacity for happiness meditation creates necessary conditions to experience happy state of mind and happiness is when human mind is nurtured through act of kindness sympathy for others and for ourselves playfulness and inner balance by integrating these aspects in ourselves we are reconnecting with the true self that is with a happy state of mind and stepping away from negative internal dialogue meditation brings happiness health and well-being through movement in following ways restful sleep it helps in diluting thoughts that keep you awake at night in fact it helps in having deeper refreshing sleep so you feel energized after waking up mental clarity meditation gives better focus concentration and capacity to pay attention in detail researchers have shown that it can rewire your brain to strengthen those parts of the brain which are responsible for attention and sensory processing sharper memory it provides support in improving your memory and increasing attention time span it becomes all the more important in today's digital world of social media meditation helps in creativity it helps awaken the creative part of your brain studies have shown that meditation enhances creativity it is an easy way to improve your overall health studies have shown that it activates those genes which are responsible for protecting you from pain high bp infertility etc meditation is also a immunity booster regular practice of meditation has shown to improve immunity and chances of staying well being kind is an indirect benefit of meditation people who meditate are found to be more empathetic and compassionate towards others meditation helps in reducing stress staying calm and centered during challenging situations meditation can reduce anxiety levels researchers have shown that it actually rewires your brain so that neural pathways responsible for fear and anxious thoughts are weakened there are some basic ways to meditate meditation is effective at a quiet space where your mind and body feel comfortable preferably first thing in the morning it can be done in a simple way like just sitting cross legged with closed eyes focusing on the inhalation and exhalation of breath when you meditate this way by bringing awareness to your breath you are training your mind to stop being distracted easily and to be focused in the present moment by using breath as your anchor jumping of thoughts from one to another is quite normal 
meditation is not about stopping the thoughts but to bring awareness towards its restlessness each time when you notice that you are distracted bring your awareness back to coming and going of breath through the process of meditation the mind becomes more comfortable with this idea of sitting still and you can begin to learn how to integrate the qualities experienced during meditation practice calmness focus compassion awareness into the rest of your day what all meditation requires is enlisted below decide on a time and place that works well for you only thing to be taken into account is same place same time and same posture of course comfort level for it you can easily figure out initially you can start with 5 minutes and then can increase duration level as per your comfort and priority guided or unguided it is advisable for beginners to take help of experienced teacher either online or offline either in a group or in person once you get comfortable you can do it on your own friends frequency is more important than duration of meditation that is consistency in practice for few minutes will give better results than doing it for prolonged time but once in many days now i would like to tell you about the author that is yours truly sonal is related to each and every soul on this earth by each and every relation possible dr sonal mehta is an author advocate counselor educationist environment expert journalist healer nlp coach occult expert social scientist social worker and subconscious therapist she is the founder of ngo sense society for environment and sustainable development a cbse school global school of excellence and the newspaper the karmic post she is the holder of golden book of world records and several other awards in search of universal truth she has frequented mighty himalayas and has expedited one of the most revered and most difficult pilgrimage to kailash mansarovar in tibet among many other treks she has been lucky to be blessed in person by spiritual gurus revered vidya sagar ji maharaj his holiness dalai lama and sadguru jaggi vasudev student for life sonal is a doctorate in sociology and has pursued mphil llb mba ma mat bsc she also has done eight diploma courses and 10 certificate courses till now and is still walking on the road of formal and informal education she can be reached out at social scientist sonal at gmail.com i hope this session will help you transform your personality and become a better version of yourself thank you so much for listening bye bye awag oh,